welcome welcome everyone welcome back to the miles ipod took a little break for a sec but we are back at it all right and as you know the vision and goal for this pod is to entertain educate and elevate you miles high above your fears your doubts and any limitations that you may think exist always knowing that those limitations only exist in your mind all right hope everyone is good it's good to be back. You know, I took took a quick break, a little, a little, you know, a couple of months off. Um, did some traveling, you know, did some good stuff. I had, had some time to uh, reflect on what we've been discussing, uh, but the break wasn't too long. I couldn't, I couldn't stay away too long. I had to come back, so it's good to be back. Uh, for this part today, I, I want to discuss uh, this topic that I've been, I've talked about, you know, in like past places that I've spoken at or whatever, and even over the break, I had a conversation about it uh, with some uh, some friends and whatnot. Uh, but I wanted to bring it to the pod, right? And so the topic for today's pod is you are not for everyone, all right? You are not for everyone. Uh, I think that this is something that I wished I learned from an earlier age, that I wasn't for everyone, that everyone just wasn't going to agree with, you know, everything that I did or, or said, uh, wasn't going to like, uh, wasn't wasn't going to, you know, just be on the same wavelength and, and mindset that that I am, right? Because you know we're just made all made very uniquely, right? And when we're we're not made for everyone to like us, right? We live in a world where, you know, if we have a difference of opinion, we're we're viewed as a hater, right? And I, I guess never. And even like in most recent times, right, let's say within the last five to 10 years, you know, if if your opinion isn't a popular one, you're deemed a hater. Right. And I, I guess never understood that or don't understand that. I, I just think that, you know, we all see things differently. We all have uh, different ways of, of, of thinking, different ways of doing things. And I feel like those differences is what makes this world uh, revolve. Right. It. it it causes us to evolve as human beings just because of our differences and because we have to learn to to live with those differences, right? And the, for some reason, the world just wants everyone to to think the same way and, and to do the same things. And it's it's you know it's always caused a lot of conflicts, uh, you know, within our communities, amongst our, ourselves as, as friends, as professionals, um, even on a spiritual level, right? This this, this the differences that we. Uh, feel and, and experience um, cause a lot of conflict. Um, but, you know, the, what I want to get through on this part is, on this particular episode, is that we are not, or you are not, for everyone. Um, why can't we all just agree to disagree, right? There's no uh, reason for us to have to disagree with someone and then be disrespectful, right? I'm not saying that, you know, because we differ in our in our views that, you know, I am going to now be disrespectful towards you because you don't see things the way that I see it. You know, I, I think it's, you know, having the, these differences of opinions and these differences of, of thinking um, is good, right? It, 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 it creates uh, conversation, it creates communication, it, it causes us to evolve in, in all aspects of our lives, right? And especially uh, on a professional level, right? Because we understand, you know, the diversity that we have uh, within the communities that we live in. And that breeds for uh, innovation, um, and, and I think that's a healthy thing. Um, 
I think, you know, we shouldn't be um, disrespectful, like I said, but we should be focusing on on doing us, right? Being ourselves, doing what makes us what makes us happy. I think a lot of times we, <clears throat> as human beings, we seek our affirmations from our friends, from our family, from our loved ones, right? All of those individuals that are around us, right? We try to sometimes make people happy by disregarding our feelings and the things that we love and the things that we like to do, right? We try to make the decisions not based on our personal uh, uh, wants or needs, but based on everyone's expectations or based on everyone's opinions. Uh, and that's never healthy, right? I, I try to uh, tell people that, you know, we, we, should, we, we should make decisions based on... Uh, the things that we love, right? The things that we like. Uh, I don't think that it's it's healthy for us to continue to live a life where we're living for others. We're living for people. We we need to make a decision that, man, from you know from this point on, whatever age you are, wherever you, whatever aspect, uh, whatever position <coughs> you are in life, you know, you're making a decision to um, make decisions based off of like what you love what you like to do not based off the popular opinion or the opinion of, of someone else right uh i i, I learned at a, at a very early age that you know when i try to make people happy uh outside of my happiness it, it never ends well right I, I remember you know in one of my earlier relationships uh in my mind <coughs> the way that i uh, wanted to get uh this particular girl to like me was for me to be who I thought she wanted me to be, right? And that's what I did, right? I started to, I, you know, and this is just me obviously making assumptions. I was fairly young at the time, you know, uh, still trying to figure life out. Um, and I just kind of changed who I was uh, to try and fit this mold of who I thought, you know, this young lady would have liked or would, she would have wanted in a companion. And, you know, that's what I did. And sure enough, you know, she and I jumped into a relationship. And after a while, I just, you know, realized that, man, I, I'm not being myself. I've, I've been, you know, just being this ulterior person, who alternative person who uh, I wasn't familiar with, couldn't sustain who this person was and what they stood for and the way that they spoke and, you know, the different things that they did. And it just started to become weird, man. And I was like, I, right, I, I can't do this anymore and we didn't you know our relationship didn't last because it, it was found it wasn't founded on me being who I was and I, I remember you know telling myself at an early age even that at that point in my life that you know I'm, I, I will never do that again I'm, I'm never going to uh, mold myself into something that I wasn't in order for me to be accepted by someone else uh, and you know I, I think you know, going through that, for me, it happened through a relationship, but for, for you, it may happen through a job. It may happen through, it may, it may also happen through a relationship, like a, a, you know, relationship between you and an opposite sex. Uh, but the earlier you can figure that out, the I think the better it'll be for you. Because for me, it just helped me to um, understand that being original, being unique in who I was, um, boded well for me versus trying to please, you know, others and, and whatnot. Um, who aren't going to agree with what you say and agree with, you, with, with what you do? 
And some people do it simply because they can, right? We live in this, you know, this this social media world where you know people are <clears throat> are in are have opinions on everything, and you know they express themselves online, and and you know it could affect the way that, and, and it does affect the way people live, right? Because they're so uh, fixated on man. I don't want to, you know, disappoint or or. Dis, be disapproved by this group of people or that group of people so they try to appease you know all of these groups and i think if we could understand that man i'd be like we're just not going to be liked by everyone i think it'll just it'll just make life so much easier right <clears throat> and i think so there are three things that that i like to focus on that has helped me through this right uh, the first is authenticity right i think people respect it even if they don't agree with it, like they respect the fact that you are being your authentic self. And the way that you be your authentic self, authentic self is when you say and do, when you continue to say and do the same things over and over, right? Uh, consistency, uh, I think it, it just uh, it allows people to really understand who you are, what you're about, what you do. And even if they don't agree with it, like they respect it because it is who you are, right? You're being yourself. Um, and I, I've, I've noticed that even in like different avenues in business, right? Uh, when it comes to um, attracting uh, persons to buy into what it is that you're, you're doing or selling, uh, the services you're, that you're offering or the product that you're offering, uh, people don't always buy products because they like the product, right? It's, sometimes it's just because they like the person. They connect with the person. They could relate with that person. And, it's, and it's, it has a lot to do with that authentic value that, that the person is bringing to what it is that they're doing, right? And I always think and I always thought and I still do believe that authenticity is the key to connecting, to connecting with your core group, right? The people that are really going to buy into who you are and what it is that you do, what it is that you're offering to the world. Uh, as long as you're being your authentic self, that connection is going to happen. The second thing is to understand that no is freeing. Being able to say no it, it, it's such a, a freeing feeling, right? Because I remember growing up, uh, especially, you know, being the son of uh, a pastor and, you know, people putting all of these expectations on me, um, feeling that I had to appease everyone, right? And say yes to everything, even if I didn't feel like doing it or feel like going or whatever the situation was, right? Just being inundated with having to say yes and the frustration that that brought on and as I grew and developed as an individual, I started to realize that it's okay to say no. Like, if I don't feel like doing something, regardless of um, who, who is asking or who's requesting it, you know, I, I'm going to say no. And, you know, just knowing that knowing is no, being able to say no and saying no is a, is a freeing uh, feeling because it, it allows you to understand that, you know, I, I'm important and I come first and, and how I feel and, and what I want to do uh with the decisions that i have and the opportunities opportunities that i have uh, all falls on me right and I, I think you know as long as we continue to make decisions not based on others but based on ourselves uh it, it's okay right and and you know even now i find myself uh feeling the pressure to sometimes say yes and then even like i may say like i remember like recently you know someone had asked me to uh to commit to this speaking engagement that they that they you know, wanted to to you know connect me with this group or whatever, but I had no th there was no affiliation or connection that I had with the group. It was just through this individual, 
And like because I, I I knew this individual, I know this individual, and I'm familiar with them. Like I think I kind of automatically just said yes, knowing that maybe deep down I didn't really want to do it, um, but said yes no, uh, n- nonetheless, just because of you know sometimes the relationships, you know you just kind of feel a, a bit of an urge to say yes, right? Because you don't want to disappoint someone that's like very ego on, you know, making a certain connection. And then I remember, you know, thinking about it and I, I was talking to my wife about it and I was like, you know what? I, I'm going to do this. Like I, and it, you know, I, I just remember being so anxious of, man, I don't really want to do this because now I have to like, you know, I have to put myself in this mindset of like, you know, whatever this uh, opportunity was going to uh, pull from me right and it was just something that I didn't want to do wasn't motivated to do uh, and decided not to so I you know called the person up and was like yo man like look I know I committed to doing this but I have to push back on that because you know I kind of misspoke and after thinking about it you know I don't think this is something that is is really fit for for me to do Um, and you know if you could find someone else to do it I think it'll be much better and and being able to do that was just so so freeing for me and you know I've just reached that stage of my life where I have no problem saying no I have you know I, I will say no to anyone maybe maybe not my my wife you will tell me no <laughs> I definitely will tell her no <laughs> oh man that's funny but um you tell me no all the time too. I let do. me just I am no is my favorite word so but the fact that you know being comfortable saying no um, and the fact that it's freeing and how freeing it is. Because, you know, sometimes we, we commit to things that we really don't want to commit to simply because of the people that are asking us or the situation that we're in, right? And, you know, having the freedom or even the courage, right? Sometimes it just takes courage to say no, right? We don't even need to be free, right? You just have to build up the courage to be like, um, no, I'm, I don't want to do this. Because sometimes we just don't want to disappoint, you know, our loved ones or our friends or, you know, those that are around us because, we feel like saying no, we'll do that. But at the end of the day, like nobody really cares, right? I think those who really know you and love you would understand if you say no and wouldn't feel a way about it. Uh, so I, I, again, no, being able to say no is freeing. And then the third thing uh, is ignoring the comments. Now, this is super important, right? I, 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 I recently, uh, I, I watched this, you know, people, so there's this big comparison between LeBron James and Michael Jordan, and who's the greatest of all times, right? And a lot of people say Jordan is the greatest just because of the accolades that he had. A lot of few people feel like you know LeBron has surpassed those those accomplishments in his career and is you know should be considered the greatest. But you know I, I heard a, a a unique spin on on that debate where someone was saying you know when during Jordan's era, social media did not exist, right? The the you know Jordan Jordan didn't have to didn't have to inundate him. He wasn't inundated with people's opinions, right? We have, you know, every, you know, sports, sports talk shows didn't exist in the era of Jordan or, or like sports news didn't exist, right? So now you have like ESPN and you have all of these platforms where people are constantly talking about sports. So like, you know, after the game happens, there is a week of commentary until the next game happens or a few days of commentary until the next game happens. So it's just this consistent badgering of these players, right? And, you know, they, they were saying, like, Jordan didn't have to deal with that. Imagine if Jordan had to deal with what LeBron had to deal with, right? LeBron walked into uh, his, his basketball career with social media being 
this this juggernaut of people that didn't have no credibility of being sports commentators or sports analysts is just people with opinions. You're losing us. And, ex- and expressing. See, these, these are, these, you know what? I can call y'all haters. You're losing it. <laughs> that goes against what I'm saying, right? But I'm just, I'm just saying, like, you know, there are going to be people that have their opinions, right? And you have to be a certain type of person to be able to ignore those opinions, to be able to ignore those comments, to be able to look online and see a comment about yourself or see someone saying or doing something that is negatively impacting you and being able to not respond, right? I I think, uh, you know, because understanding, and I I feel like that comes with understanding that, okay, there's just going to be people out there that don't agree with or don't like me as as a person, as a professional, don't like what I do, don't like things that I say. And, you know, I'm just trying to point out that you know, the errors of Michael Jordan back in the 90s and LeBron in the 2000s, you know, the big difference was social media, right? And the fact that LeBron has been able to, and, and he's had some mishaps, right? He's done and said some things, um, in my opinion, that, you know, he, he, he allowed the comments to affect him, right? But I think for the most part, if you look at LeBron's uh, career in, in totality, uh, he's done pretty well with all of the negativity that he's had to deal with. And then, you know, you just got people who love Michael Jordan and just are not going to, to, to like or love LeBron James. And, you know, I, I think him as a person is a great example of someone that just understands that he is not for everyone. Like everyone isn't going to like him, regardless of what he does, regardless of, of his accomplishments, he's not going to be loved or liked by everyone. And, you know, my wife is looking at me, she's a big Jordan fans, you feel like Jordan is the greatest of all time. And regardless of, you know, the stats that I may present, like look what LeBron did. Like it's always, oh, Jordan never lost in the finals. Jordan never went to game seven. Jordan won three straight twice. If he didn't take that break those two years, it would have been eight straight. You know. You're proving our point, though. I'm not saying, but, <laughs> but, but the, the debate isn't whether who is the best. I'm, the debate right now, I'm not, you know, whether... Michael Jordan is your GOAT or LeBron James is your GOAT. I'm just saying the difference of the two eras has to do a lot with social media. And I just feel like, personally, I feel like the fact that LeBron had to live through this daily commentary of individuals just having their opinions on everything that he does, not even just on the court, right? They have their opinions on his family, on what he does with his family, how he raises his family, his his kids, his wife. Uh, his businesses, like all of these things that have nothing to do with basketball. Everyone has a, uh, a comment about. And being able to ignore the comments is important. I, f- I feel like it's freeing. I disagree because um, I think when we look at media, we always try to say, oh, social media this and social media about that. But when we when we look at it back in the day, there our, and I say our because a lot of us was there, we had newspapers we had TV shows, which is our social media, and all of those, in my opinion, were on the same level as social media. So what we know as social media is the TV, the radio, and stuff like that. And I think they were just as brutal to Jordan, especially during his um, gambling days and all of the, the stuff he had to go through. And I think he still was very much criticized. And I think we could say that Jordan is one of those people who does not pay attention to criticism. We don't even hear from Jordan in the social... Like, we don't even know what Jordan is be doing. Like, so, I, I feel like it's kind of even in that, that perspective because there are a lot of athletes who I think commented, like, 
like there were avenues for them to make comments and to talk about the criticism. But Jordan was like, I blind to y'all. Like, I don't even care what y'all have to say. Like, I'm doing what I have to do. And that's that. 100%, right? I'm not disagreeing with you. But we're talking about a newspaper or magazine, like articles that would have been released on like something that Jordan did or whoever at the time. That's not even, you know, uh, pinpointed to Jordan. Uh, you had a, like a random TV show that might have been aired that made a comment or, you know, had an opinion about Jordan or whoever, mm -hmm. right? But then now you have Joe Blow who ain't working and at home on his computer all day that is that has now developed a platform on whether it's YouTube or podcasting or all of these thousands or millions of people now that are able to express themselves and give commentary on things that they know nothing about, people who haven't played professional sports, people who haven't uh, established any credibility with the things that they may be talking about, right? They, um, those are the persons that I'm talking about. I'm not saying that it didn't <laughs> exist back in the day. I'm just saying now it's, it exists on a, on a scale where it's a thousand times what it was back in Jordan's day era. So I wasn't going to jump in this one <laughs> because I think we're all going to the point of the fact that you're saying about ignoring what the people are saying, right? right? But I got to correct you on this one because Sharice did bring up a great point in regards to now, like you said, you have Joe Blow Schmo on social media on their particular accounts in the comment sections, mm -hmm. one that you could turn off. Two, you don't have to log into the Instagram app if you don't want to. You could actually have your publicist handle your Instagram, et cetera, and you could avoid that. Back in the day, I don't know if you remember, when Fresh Prince come on, everybody used to come around the TV at 8 o'clock around that time. When the Tonight Show was on, families come around the TV. to watch. You had much more of a powerful influence on the way people perceived you back then versus than they do now. Because you could also have people in the comment section advocating for you. No, LeBron is this. And you can see it pinned at the top of the comments. Back then, what the news says was gold. When the newspaper printed on the New York Times on the, on Monday was in gold. You know what I mean? And I think the, those type of criticisms was much more heavily weighted versus than the ones now that you could choose to ignore, listen to. Now, I'm, I'm just saying. Say for Twitter, we, me and you always have this discussion that Twitter is an alternate universe. Like if you aren't on Twitter, you don't know what's going on in there. So like if you are a player, you totally dis disregard that news and whatever the noise is on there, they don't count because you're not paying attention to that. So you like you pay attention to what you want to pay attention to. Right. So if you take away all that distraction, that doesn't affect you. Like, I mean, you don't see Beyonce on Twitter running on with these people. No, 100%. So, I mean, but I think it's all about perspective and... But I, I, I think we're saying the same thing. We are. I'm, I'm not saying that that the commentary didn't exist back then. No, it did. But I don't I'm want you to say that it's it it's stronger. It's stronger. I, think it, I think it's even, in my opinion. It, and, and another thing, like how Drew said, the people back in the day had way more influence. Like... The influence of some random user on, on, on Twitter or Instagram ain't going to move the needle, but a, a commentary from, I don't know, whoever was a big, like, Oprah, Oprah or someone weighed heavily, took th that was around the world, printed on newspapers everywhere. Newspapers was the standard. Like, social media, people still have in their mind that social media, like, older people, that social media, ain't nobody care about that. Like, to me, it's still very much balanced, in my opinion. Like, it depends. 
Yeah, it was. It wasn't as cruel. Yeah. But that's because Jordan was just great to her. Exactly. So I think. So they love Jordan. Yeah. Exactly. So again, I 100% agree with you guys, right? All I am saying is that there are, even though that, you know, back in the day, the persons that had these platforms and these, these stages had bigger influence. I think now the influence is widespread because of technology and the, and the advancement of it, right? The world that we live in now is so fast paced. The generation that, that is coming up now doesn't know a world that doesn't exist without social media, right? So take someone, for example, like Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, you would think, would have a strong mindset to ignore comments, which is what I'm recommending. But because he is so inundated, well, he's so fixated on, on I guess, being liked or wanting to be liked that he, he takes the time out to read these comments and respond. He went as far as to uh, create a, a burner account to respond <laughs> to some of these comments. And it, it, like to me, it's just like, man... You know, that that just shows that, you know, your mindset isn't in the right place. Right. Because you shouldn't, especially as like someone as Kevin Durant, like as great as you are in, in the profession that you're in, you yourself should know that I'm just not going to be liked by everyone. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that Jordan wasn't liked or was liked or LeBron is liked or wasn't liked. I'm just showing the differences in uh the social media world that we live in now and, and, and the amount of commentary that exists today versus the commentary that existed back in the day, because you were right. Like the commentary was fixated to a, a, a period of the day, right? Eight o'clock prime time yeah. or 10 o'clock, like whenever right now it's 24 seven. It's a 24 seven cycle of this person being inundated with, opinions about them and what they say and what they do. So I'm, I'm just trying to point out the differences in the amount of commentary that exists today and being able to ignore those, those comments. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, being, and, uh, and then also the level of commentary too. Yeah. At least back then when you did have the control, of me, you had credible, people, credible talking. people talking. Exactly. Now you have someone who hate themselves in their mother's basement exactly. saying hateful words to you. And, and, not, and they might not even believe what they're saying. They right? just want the reaction. Exactly. Yeah. And that's so that's the differences that I'm saying. But anyway, the, the the point that I'm trying to make is just ignore the comments. Like understand that like everything that you say and everything that you do, like everyone isn't going to agree with, you know? And that's something that I have like I said, I've learned from an earlier age. And it's it's uh, it's actually funny to me now, like when I see people that disagree with things that I say or disagree with things that I do. Like if, if it's affecting you to the point where you're getting upset, like it doesn't make any sense to me. Like we could agree to disagree. We could have a, a, a great conversation about it or even a debate about it if you want. But being able to cause someone to affect the way that you respond or responding in a negative way, just, you know, it isn't worth it. And it, and it doesn't make sense. So being able to ignore those uh, comments uh, and ignore the opinions of others based on the things that you you love, the things that you say, the things that you do, whether right or wrong, right? And, and understanding that you just have to take responsibility for, for those things. I think it, it takes you a, a, a long way. You want to say anything? I mean, in this generation and those coming after, I think it's pretty hard to give the advice to just ignore social media comments because that's what they grew up on. That's what they live and survive on. So that's all they know like we see young rappers young writers even coco golf she's like 
the last thing I read, she was like, oh, I see what y'all be writing on social media about me. And, you know, like, so this is what yeah, they but no, do. She, I'm not saying not to see it. You can see it. No, I think no. being aware of it mm-hmm. is good. But not allowing it to cause you to respond negatively is what I'm is what I'm referring to. I mean, I, I See, mean, me, sometimes you have to let people know. Listen, <laughs> no, you don't. So sometimes, me, me no, no, I think sometimes you have to like. Agreed. Sometimes, sometimes you, you have to put your, put foot, your down. foot down because Agreed. people feel like they can, they can say, say anything about you on social media. Yeah, like people just make up rumors and lies 100%. and like when celebrities respond to some of these trolls, it's like that's when they realize. Like, okay, this one but at the, respond. At the end of the day, those responses really doesn't move the needle any which way, right? It just mm-hmm. creates it creates a bigger issue or, or, or a bigger wave of attention towards, like, now you responded to this person. Now you're creating a, a, a bigger pool of opinions and commentary now that extends the life of, you know, what this person said based on you ignoring it and, and only lasting a couple of hours or a day maybe. I agree, but sometimes, like I say, you just got to show people. Like so, like, this funny because my, <laughs> me and my wife have this conversation all the time, right? Like, she is the one who is always ready to <laughs> pop off. You know what I mean? Like, she is one of those persons who, if you say anything, she ready. Oh, you know, you all know that meme, uh, whether it is be uh, Kermit the Frog, and he typing on this this typewriter <laughs> there, <dead on. laughs> That's my wife, and I, I always referring uh, that meme to her. She just just be gang banging on these keyboards. I, it's just no disrespect will be allowed. <laughs> and I and like and I I could understand that, but what I'm saying is like as much of it as you could ignore is good. Like obviously there are some comments that is going to be hard to ignore, and you may feel the urge to respond, and you may respond, but even tempering the way you respond, maybe right, and like just. Yes, responding, but doing it respectfully or and, you know, being witty about it and, you know, just not allowing it to affect you in a negative way. To Charo's point, moving the needles, do you, you responding to them and checking them, did it make the situation better? No, it doesn't. It just makes her feel, it, <laughs> it makes did, her feel better. People, no, no, it did. <laughs> because some people don't feel like you're going to respond and when you respond, they start to backtrack. Fair. So, like, you know, like, you know, like I said, pe- sometimes people have these negative comments and, and responses simply because they can't. Exactly. Right. They may not even feel the they may not even feel negatively towards you. And, you know, that's a, uh, to, to, like I've, I've watched fans like negatively talk about LeBron or negative talk about any like players. Right. Or any like athletes, sport per athletes. And. They do it online or whatever. And when they see these people in person, they asking for autographs. Exactly. They asking for pictures. Different energy. Like, it's just a, it's like, no, bro, keep the same energy you had online. Don't be a fan now because you're in front of my face and you actually like the fact that or you're actually a fan of me. You know what I mean? And that's that's the world that we live in now, right? Everyone has their opinions. And, you know, like I say, it's it's there's people out there that 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 love you, people out there that hate you, people out there that don't care either way. And people I, out there just trying to use you to make money from online engagement. Absolutely, and, and trying to you know clout chase and and do clickbaits and you know if you respond, you buying into that and you giving them what they want. So being able to ignore the comments is is I, I feel is great. You know, uh, more popular, the more popular you are or the more celebrated you are, uh, the more negativity and the more hate you get. That's just the way life goes, right? The more people that know about you, it, it, brings, it brings along the more people that pick at you and who you are and what you do and what you wear and how you look, right? It's just all of this, this negativity that the world is filled with 
And uh, I think we we have to take ownership and, and take a, take a hold of our responses and, and what we allow ourselves to see and do versus, based on like someone else's opinion. You know, if, if you're, if, if you want, if you aspire to be like uber successful, right. And you want to be, let's say you want to be a singer, an athlete, like whatever it is you want to do in life. And you're worried about someone else's opinion of you. Like you're starting off on the wrong track. Like, you need to build your confidence up to a point where no one else's opinions matters, right? You know who you are, you know what you are, you know why you are, you know where you're going, right? And you, you understand the, that to your core, where no one else is going to affect that. Someone else's opinion about you isn't going to, to affect how you feel about yourself. Um, and like I say, as authentic as you can be and as, as consistent as you can be with that authenticity... The respect is going to come from people. Like, I, I, I remember, like, I was never a fan of Kobe Bryant. I, you know, <laughs> close to, close to. <laughs> says a lot. <laughs> says a lot. Close to, I wouldn't say hate, right? But I had a strong dislike for Kobe for no reason. I, and, you know, I, I, I think as I got older, I started to understand, like, why and, like, what it was. And it was because Kobe was such a great player that he, would win, like will himself sometimes to winning, right? And the arrogance that he showed is, I think, what I had the biggest issue with. But, you know, you, and I think a lot of people, like his arrogance rubbed people, rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. But as you started to understand, like, who Kobe was and, like, what made him tick and, like, why he was so confident and why he was so, uh, uh, why he was the person that he was, like, I started to grow a respect for Kobe, right? And, like, my, my hate for him, quote unquote, uh, turn into like this strong level of respect. So I'd be like, yo, I don't like Kobe, but I respect Kobe. Like I respect his game. I respect the attitude that he brings to the court. The, I, re- I respect the, uh, the, the pull that he, that, he, that he takes or that he gives to, to his teammates and the greatness that he wants them to achieve versus what he wants himself to achieve, right? Like he, he wants greatness and expects everyone around him to want, want the same. And, you know, I think that's something that he, he took from, from Jordan because obviously Jordan was a psycho when it came to, like, basketball and being a professional and, and winning. Um, and, you know, I, I think, like, eventually people understand that w- what makes you thick and that a- authenticity about you, and, you know, they begin to respect it. And, and I think that respect is, is what separates... Uh, those people that you know really don't dislike well people that really dislike you versus those that love you right and the ones that dislike you even though they may not love you as an individual or as a player or you know whatever your profession is they respect who you are as an individual um you know and i i i just i felt you know the i felt it necessary to have this conversation because i feel like especially as young individuals, like trying to discover who we are and develop ourselves on all levels, on all aspects of our lives. Uh, we're met with this desire to please, right? This desire to be loved and liked by everyone that's around us. And the faster we can realize that that is something that is never going to be achievable, the quicker we're going to build that confidence within ourselves to be different and to be okay with being disliked, right? Uh, I, you know, there's not, there's no one that is successful on this planet that is loved by everyone, 
Jesus wasn't loved by everyone, right? So who are we to think that we can be loved by everyone? You know, and I, and I think having that mindset and having that mentality uh, and developing that and continuing to, you know, reiterate that, that to, our, to ourselves and constantly remind ourselves of the fact that we're not going to be liked by everyone because we're not for everyone. It allows us to understand who our core group is, who our core uh, supporters are, right? And to focus on them because that's where a lot of our success, uh, and I'm talking long-term success is going to come from, right? Because those are the persons that love us and love you for what we are and, and what we represent and what we try to, to bring to the table and, and why we try to encourage others to do the same uh, because, you know, we have this understanding of we are not for everyone. Um, and that's kind of what I just wanted to say. I think that <laughs> that created a, a great conversation, right? Uh, you know, anytime you bring up LeBron and, and, and Jordan, there's always going to be a debate in the room. I don't care where, where it's at. Uh, and, you know, just using the, their, that example of them and, the de- and this debate around, you know, who's the greatest of all time uh, versus, uh, and, you know, compared to the different eras and where we are now, and just being able to understand that, you know, everyone isn't going to like me, and you have to be okay with that. Um, I think that, again, once we come to that realization, it just makes life entirely a lot more easier. All right? Um, so this is, I, 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 I want to add something to the pod now, right? I, during this break, I've, I've been able to kind of think, like, you know, what did I want to tweak or, you know, what did I want to do to kind of bring a little bit more to the pod, right? And I want to uh, add this this portion of the pod where I'm, I ask this this one question. I'm going to start it off, right? This is the first episode back. But any any guests that I bring on to the pod, this is the, going to be the question that I pose to them. And that question is, how do you define success? I think that's a very important question that, you know, I like to have a conversation about because society has has brainwashed us into thinking what success is supposed to be what it's supposed to look like right the amount of money we have in the bank the car that we drive the house that we live in the amount of people we know our our social networks and all of these things that you know really really don't define success um and i want to give my unique definition of success and then i want to get everyone else that i bring on to the pod moving forward their unique definitions of success so I'm going to start it off. How do I define success? I define success um, in a very simple way, right? Doing what you love, ensuring that uh, you're not only doing it because you're, you're not doing it for selfish reasons, but you're also helping those around you uh, in the process. So success is being happy about where I am in life, discovering, like truly, truly defining uh, who I am and my purpose in life. Uh, and being able to help others do the same. If I'm able to do that, like that's success for me. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, truly uh, passionate about uh, encouraging others to uh, discover their unique purpose on this earth. Um, you know, answering those five questions, those five most important questions, you know, who am I, where am I from, why am I here, what can I do, where am I going, you know, that that that's a passion of mine and being able to create a platform where 
others can do the same, can, can be able to answer those five questions and then start, you know, start the journey of a purpose and fulfilling that purpose on this earth. That's success to me. Um, not, you know, I, I don't compare myself to anyone else. I don't want to be anyone else. I don't want to over, I, I don't want to outachieve anyone else. You know, I want to do what I'm here to do and what I'm, what I've been placed on this earth to do. Um, and I only want to compete with myself, right? I want to be, be, I want to ensure that I'm a better man than I was yesterday, a better husband than I was yesterday, a better father than I, I was, uh, the day before, you know, once I have some kids, um, and just being able to continue to better myself, you know, that's what I view success as and ensuring that everyone around me uh, feels that same success as well. All right. So we've read the portion of the, of the poet now where I want to leave a milestone with you guys. I'm sure you know what a milestone is now. So uh, the milestone for today is as, is as follows. When you realize not everyone is going to like you is when you take your power back. I'll say it again. When you realize that not everyone is going to like you, that's when you take your power back. I want to encourage you to know that we were not placed on this earth to be loved by the masses, right? There's a core group of individuals that we are supposed to assist, supposed to impact, supposed to influence. And our desire, our goal, our mission in life should be to, first of all, discover who and what we are, why we are, what we can do, where we're going, and finding those individuals that we're supposed to carry along with us, the individuals we're supposed to influence. Everyone else doesn't matter because everyone else is not going to get it, right? I think once we understand that about ourselves and are confident about that, then the opinions of others are not going to deter us from that journey. Um, so I just want to encourage you to know that you are not for everyone. All right. So that brings us to the end of this part. This is a good conversation. Um, hopefully you enjoyed it and you liked it. Uh, you know, leave some comments in the, in the comment sections. Let's have a conversation about it. Did you do things that you agree with, things that you don't agree with? I'm here for the conversation always. All right. As you know, on this part, the goal is to entertain, educate, and elevate you miles high above your fears, your doubts, and any limitations that you may think exist, always knowing that those limitations only exist in your mind. All right? Until next time, you guys be blessed. <laughs>